Welcome to season three of Motivate Me. We invite you to travel the 50 states in 90 days as we interview people about their passion. Why? In order to inspire you to live a life that's more exciting or more meaningful. This is Motivate Me, and I'm Lynette Renda. Okay, so today I am in Indianapolis and I am in a super cool apartment with Adam Germany, okay? And this, this apartment is really, I guess you would call it utilitarian, right? With a concrete floor, leather couch, it's super cool. So first I wanna thank you for inviting my crew and myself into your home, Adam. Thank you, thank you for coming. And I know I'm sitting outside of your kitchen here and some pretty cool things probably take place there because what's your passion all about? I am a chef. So food is my passion. Uh, anything that's around food, usually I'm there. So that's, that's what I love. Now, how did this start for you? Because one of the things that I think is really inspirational for my audience is that your first career didn't involve food, right? What were you doing originally? Well, my first career did not, if we go back to college. So college, I was an engineering major. I actually had an internship for engineering. Uh, my freshman year, right out of high school, going into college. And it was awesome. It was, you made good money and it was fun, but it wasn't, it, did, it wasn't what called me. And after my second summer, my boss, who I loved, left. So I really got to see what the job was like. And I just couldn't see myself sitting at a desk 40, 50 hours a week drawing on a computer screen. So. Uh, I went through a few majors before my, one of my advisors helped ask me what did I want to do and I said I want to be a chef. He said so why don't you study business. So I studied accounting in undergrad and then I finished undergrad in accounting and then I went to culinary school in Chicago. I entered the culinary industry and I worked in it for five years but I needed a break for a while and I started traveling for about a year. Right and you were working for a company right? Did yes. You know I was doing, I was working for a hospitality management firm, so we worked with companies to help them identify their customer experience and we kind of measured or audited their experience. So I worked with one of those companies and I traveled for a living, which was awesome. It was fantastic. Best job ever. Not a career, but best job. Right, and I bet though, too, that you got a lot of fodder for your, your cooking. Like you probably ate in a lot of different places, experienced a lot of different flavors, a lot of different cultures. For sure. I mean, it was it was definitely a whirlwind. Um, in nine months, I went to 11 countries. Uh, probably in a 90-day period, I was in Rome, Seoul, Tokyo, London, Maui, Puerto Rico, like in a 90-day period. So it was, it gave me a lot of exposure to places that I had been before or not been at all and a lot of great food and great people. How do you think that influences your style as a chef? I think it just gave me a more well-rounded, worldly uh, perspective. Um, I was pretty familiar with international foods. I just love, I'm from New Orleans originally, so I love bold flavors. So a lot of my cuisine, I would say, is lends to bold flavors. Not necessarily New Orleans Cajun Creole, but there's a lot of Asian influences because every country in Asia, most, if not all, the food is very bold. So 
that it affects it very much. So, so, okay, you right now are like you don't have a restaurant, you don't work at a restaurant, you have your own business going on, and you're a personal chef, like to high profile people, too, right? Correct. Um, I'm a personal chef currently, and I own a catering company. So we do, you know, whether it's a wedding, an in-home personal private event, or a meal delivery, we do that as well. But currently, I provide personal chef services for a couple of the Pacers, the Indiana Pacers. So that keeps basketball. me busy. Basketball. Yeah. I love basketball. Yeah. So that keeps me on, on, on the daily basis busy. Um, and then in between times, I do dinner parties. So if you wanted to have a sushi party at your house, I'd come to your house and do a sushi party. What's your favorite dish to make? Um, I really love making sushi. So sushi is fun. Um, I love making pizza because it's it's this hybrid between baking and savory cooking. So those are one of my fun those are fun things to make. As what well. kind of pizza do you make? Just depends on what mood I'm in. Honestly, it varies. Um, I like a nice olive oil, garlic olive oil base as my sauce, um, and just really what ingredients are fresh at the time when I can get my hands on. You know, I'm from New Jersey. It's like the land of the pizza, but sure. you but you probably make really nice gourmet pizza and you probably really <laughs> want to say, Lynette, that's not real pizza. I mean, <laughs> you know, it just depends on who you're talking to. Uh, people have different perspectives of different things. Pizza means one thing to someone and it could mean something completely else to someone else. You know, your, your Instagram, I love your Instagram and I love the videos that you post on Instagram because you talk very much about pursuing your past passion, about finding your purpose, about living your dreams, about getting out and doing it, about taking action. I am all about that because I think you and I agree that for people to act, they have to first see it for themselves and then sure. they have to see what it would take and then they have to take a step. Sure. I think we live in a world of shoulds. Um, and I have a friend who would tell me like, don't should me, you know? Um, yep there's all these things that we're supposed to do or should do in in my life and for what works for me that doesn't really exist um me i've been a person that's defined everything but i had to make so much sense in the time where i took the transition away from culinary into traveling for a while i had lost myself in being a chef i identified myself with being a chef people would ask me hey adam tell me about you and the first thing i talked about was my job and not like that i love music that I love poetry, um, that I love New Orleans Saints, like <laughs> the things that I really love, I didn't talk about. I talked about what I did. And so that defined me. And when that part went away, I felt like I lost myself and I didn't know who I was. Um, so it kind of broke me down literally to nothing. And it took me back to being a kid at 12 and being in a group setting and asking, what do you want to be? And I said, a chef and everybody laughed. And at that moment, from then until high school, actually until college, I put chef kind of on the back burner because should, you shouldn't be a chef, you should be an engineer, why not? They make good money. It's, it's high profile, if you will. Um, and I guess I wasn't happy. I, I just wasn't happy, but I was doing it because that's what I'm supposed to do. That's what I should do. And life has a funny way of bringing things full circle several times until we realize it. And when I finally had to take a break from what I thought I defined myself by, it forced me to really look at what I love. And what I love really is developing people. Uh, food is just a way to get to people. Like 
I haven't met a person who's like, you know what, I don't like food. <laughs> so it gives me a segue <laughs> to, to have a conversation with them and to address their most basic of needs, eating. So, um, yeah, it, it's, we, we have this thing, I feel like our society pushes us that we should be doing things, basically. Mm-hmm. And if we're not doing that, then we're wrong. And a lot of people argue with me on this sometimes, but I don't believe there's any wrong decisions in life. They all just, they all just are. Yes. Um, now, you may see it again if you don't learn from it, but there are no wrong decisions. You are exactly where you're supposed to be right now. We speak the same language. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and I also don't believe that you know, your role defines you either. I think that your purpose in life is a feeling that you get and not a, not a role that you play. Factual. I agree. And I think if you look back at everything that you've done, it's really brought you right to where you are right now. It has. I mean, of course I still have my moments where, you know, your ego gets really loud. But mm-hmm. that's, we can't help it. Everything around us, literally everything around us is a, is a result of egos in some form. Our basic purest needs don't require any of this. It just requires us to really believe in ourselves. Um, so it's, it's an interesting concept. But sometimes it seems far-fetched to those that are, that, of us that are stuck in our egos that we don't even know it. We identify so much with our egos, not just our career. Everything else that doesn't matter, we identify with that. And we struggle with finding our truest selves because of the shoulds of life. Okay, so, so let's try to help people find their truest selves. What can they envision when they find their truest self? Peace. Uh, that's... Peace and happiness, I believe, are the things that everybody wants, but sometimes can't really, we can't really formulate it because we, we've been told what equals happy or what will bring temporary satisfaction. And we use that and label it as happy or I'm, I'm peaceful. But in reality, it's just, even though things may not go exactly how we want them or we thought they would go, it's exactly how it, you're in the right place right now. Um, so for me, it's thinking about what are the things that truly bring joy to your life. Um, if one of the things my mom always told me actually was, when you pick your career in life, why don't you pick something that you would do for free? So that way, when you get paid, you'd laugh so that when you get your first, because you, they paid you to do something you do for free. <clears throat> and it was funny, <clears throat> excuse me, my first, when I went into the culinary industry, my first management job, and they paid me, I was on salary, and it was so much money in my 23-year-old head. I laughed because they literally paid me to do something that I would do for free and they paid me pretty well. And I was like, and I called my mom and I told her. So I think when I, when I talk to like younger people that aren't that far behind me or trying to figure out life, I'm like, what would you do if you weren't getting paid for it? I'd like to, I'd like to add one to that. What yeah. would you do if you had to pay for it? Because that's where I'm at right now. <laughs> that's fair. On this 50 state tour, right? That's fair, I mean. I agree, absolutely. That's very fair. I mean, the same, it's very close to, I think it ties hand in hand with, um, even if you weren't being paid for it, because Absolutely. if you're funding it yourself and you're willing to pay for it, that's very true. You, you, that's your passion. Do that. Do that. Do exactly. That. Keep doing if it. You're not getting and then paid, just see what's going to happen. Keep doing it. For sure. For sure. I agree with that 100%. Okay. So to explore then, how can people explore that for themselves? Uh, honestly, taking away fear, like, that's the other piece. 
whenever there's anything in my life that I'm not doing out of fear, I have to take, when I can realize that and take a step back from it, I realize that's what I need to be doing right now. Like it's the thing that really is calling me, but I'm just afraid to do it. So nine times out of 10, whatever it is that you're afraid of right now, probably is or is gonna lead you to your passion. Can I ask you, when you say you feel fear, because I experienced that the weekend before I left for this trip. Sure. And you have to push through it, but what is it, I'm just curious for myself too, what does it feel like for you when you feel that fear? Because uh, I think people, like, you know, they, we all say, feel the fear, move through it, but what does it feel like for you? Because I know for me, I said, it's a sickness, I have a sickness, I'm joking around with my family, yeah. but, but it really felt, I physically felt the fear. Fear for me when it happens, I think because I've been so long programmed to be logical, the fear is like me coming up with excuses or rationally, rationalizing through things, rationalizing through decisions. When my heart or my body, like you can't deny a feeling. If I pinch you, it may hurt and you may say, oh, that doesn't hurt, but your body cannot deny that you felt it. So even with everything else, fear, you can't deny a feeling. You can try and call it something else, but you can't deny the feeling. So if you have a feeling that you just cannot shake, take a moment, silence all the noise around you. Silence is so key. And, and tap into that and, and look at it and just face it. What it feels like to me, again, is questioning. Uh, fear feels like, and I don't mean just like observing things, questioning, like taking it Take, take a step back and look at it. I mean, trying to pick it apart and, well, if I do this, it's not gonna work. And if I do, the what ifs, basically. That's what fear feels like to me. And you can what if all day, and that will keep you from doing anything ever. So for me to move through it, I just have to identify that feeling. And then, all right, this, it's, it's, it seems like a very nonchalant thing to say, but what's the worst that can happen? So would you say that's the execution then? For sure, because otherwise you'll, you'll question it to death. Like we will analyze things to death and never take action. Um, again, going back to there's no wrong decision. Mm -hmm. Just do it. The wrong decision, if there is one, is not doing anything. What final thought would you like to leave everybody with? I would always say live fearlessly, but that's not realistic. And I don't necessarily care for the term realistic either, but it's not really, it's, it's not possible because we can't keep fear from coming into our lives, our body's natural response. If we're running full speed and come to a cliff and didn't realize it was there, you're, you're going to feel fear instantly. Live courageously. Um, courage doesn't mean you're, you don't have fear, it just means you take action in the face of fear. So even if you're afraid right now, it's okay feel it and then go you know one thing that you said to me before the interview began was that being a chef isn't glamorous right sure. correct but I just want to say to you in closing that you enable people to create moments and memories and glamour sure I can, I can agree with that I mean that's why I do what I do because I know that just like anything I'm giving people their time back and food is an experience that unless you enjoy it can be very, it, it, it's time consuming if nothing else. So it keeps you from enjoying and doing the things that you really want to do. And you're probably taking the fear out of lot, out of, a yeah. lot of people's lives because yeah. if they have people coming over and they, mm -hmm. you know, it's not their thing, yeah. you know, and they, 
have people to impress or they want to have a great holiday or whatever it is. For sure. You know, you're, you're probably removing a lot of fear. I would say so. I, I would think so. I've had a few people who are, who are even used to hosting parties. And then once that we, we do a party for them, they're like, I, I don't know why I would ever host a party again. Like, I can actually focus on being, being and just being with my, my guests and enjoying the experience. So I want people to check out your work and, and see you and tell everybody because you have a unique yeah, so, web address and Instagram name. Yeah, so the name of my company is Fusion, but there's no S. There's a five. So it's F-U, the number five. For I, the five senses. Yep, for the five senses and the five taste buds. I-O-N-P-C-S dot com is my website. Or you can find us on social media at the same Fusion PCS. At Fusion PCS. And Instagram is the and same. And Instagram is the same. And you know, I love the positive videos that you put out. As soon as I saw that, I thought, we're, we're going to be instant friends. <laughs> yeah, I'm glad. I, I was just, whenever I record them, they're not really scripted at all. They're just, I was in a moment of, I probably was dealing with something myself. Exactly. And so I just shared it with the world, and I'm glad it, it spoke to someone else. Right, so I suggest everybody go check that out. Thank you so much for meeting with us and <laughs> thank you. having our crew in of your course. lovely home. Of course, thank you. Thanks. Thank you for listening to today's episode. I have come to be known as the 50 States in 90 Days Lady, a concept that is unfathomable to most. If you would like me to come speak at your event about how to envision, explore, and execute a plan, or how to create a life that is more exciting or more meaningful, you can find me at MotivateMePodcast.com. And the world keeps turning and I just keep